0: Before we begin, please refer to the disclaimer and link in the podcast notes and note that all opinions expressed in this podcast are intended for informational purposes only and should not be treated as investment or financial advice.
1: Welcome back to the Collectorship channel. Today, I'm joined by our head of research, Matt, to discuss the aftermath of the latest banking collapse and what this means for Bitcoin. Uh, Welcome, Matt. Uh, Can you kick us off with what happens at a high level? Yeah, sure, Nick. It was, it uh, yeah,
0: definitely the craziest week of this young year in 2023 so far. I'm sure there's probably going to be some more crazy weeks. But um, high level, what happened? There was, well, there was probably going back, you know, 7th or so of March. There was you know, a crypto-friendly bank, you know, a relatively small bank called Silvergate, all things considered. Um, they they announced that they were going to, well, fail. They volunteered, Look, they declared like liquidity essentially or illiquidity and said, you yeah, know, that's curtains for us. And then came along Silvergate, uh, sorry, uh, Silicon Valley bank or SVB. This is the one most people would have seen all over the news. Uh, even just, you know, even the local news here in Australia, <laughs> it was covered. Uh, they, they collapsed in a more traditional way, essentially just running out of money or running out of money to pay their depositors or customers. Uh, that then also involved in that was the collapse of a, the the other of the two sort of most crypto friendly banks in the US so the, one of them was silvergate which already you know you know uh sh- shut up shop and then there was also signature bank so this was a much bigger uh bank than silvergate and this was a more of a surprising one within the crypto community they're a bit a bit suspicious on you know how that sort of ended up getting closed in order to shut down so we mm. had three major bank collapses all in this time coin, the one of the most popular stable coins in crypto absolutely you know lost its peg you know started started falling and there was a lot of panic over the weekend i'll just get up my screen here sorry nick mm. uh over at collective shift this is kind of where where we sort of you know do our best work in my opinion um in terms of just sort of walking members through uh because there was a lot of fear going through the space as as i said so you know sunday the team jumped on told members, you know, not to worry, things will probably get better, which which they did. Uh, And then Checkmate came in and gave a bit of a deeper analysis on what was going on with this SV bank. So just another sort of, um, you know, value there for members and ultimately happy to discuss here today sort of the implications that the dust has started to settle.
1: Yeah, it's um chaotic week, one of perhaps the most chaotic weeks, you know, in the last couple of years. We're just saying a lot, considering we've had a lot of mayhem hit the market. 100%. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about the banking collapse as being crypto related. People might misconstrue that it was a crypto failure in some of these banks. Maybe we, Maybe you can shed some light on why this wasn't a crypto failure, but actually a macro failure for Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, for, um, yeah, the biggest one, Silicon Valley
0: Bank, you know, top 20 bank in the US. So, so quite large. Um, still about a tenth of the size of the biggest one, but still Mm -hmm. very big headline grabbing news around the world. Their failure again, as I said, was just a failure to pay, uh, depositors. They essentially ran out of, you know, available funds that they had on hand to pay, to pay their customers, uh, who were all demanding to withdraw their money, uh, in what's called a, a bank run as people probably, sort of have heard that term when everyone just rushes to the bank or on their phones or whatnot to withdraw funds um and that's sort of what the situation there became and you know the okay why did that happen you know was it crypto's fault um definitely not the case it was more more a case a reflection on the management of silicon valley bank who mm-hmm. really it was just failing to manage their balance sheet you know in a sound way um to ensure that they you know, weren't, weren't losing so much money on, you know, banks have this particular way of managing their assets and liabilities where they invest in bonds and whatnot. They essentially did this very blasé, end up losing a lot of money, which is what triggered the angst and uncertainty amongst Mm -hmm. the public. Uh, once they declared how much they were losing, uh, this sort of like got the spiral going and, you know, all things considered it's called a crypto friendly bank, Silicon Valley, but I don't personally like, Enjoy the fact that it's been roped in, like with Signature Bank and Silvergate, because all things considered, it was more for the tech sector in in San Francisco in particular. Crypto was just a minor sort of customer of Silicon Valley Bank.
1: Yeah, so I guess at a high level, it's um, just a mismatch of, I think, current liabilities when you are having all these people withdraw and the assets that they had, but with rising rates, it just meant that I think they had to had a lot of unrealized losses and. Just didn't hedge correctly. And I think it was just a classic example of a, like a bank failure in terms of like assets and liabilities. Yeah. 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 The reason why it failed is always that there's a mismatch. And then I
0: suppose the, the factors behind that uniquely, as you, as you said, this has been a big talking point. It's more just been, mm-hmm. you know, at a very high level to it has been the, the federal reserve, all the central banks raising rates very aggressively the past, you know, 12 months or so. This almost like exacerbated and, and, Sort of, you know, came, made the problem, you know, come to fruition. And all these, you know, heavy losses that they had to realize were arguably not the result or a primary driver was the central bank's aggressive raising.
1: Mm. And we saw, uh, federal, not the fed, we saw the US government had to step in and guarantee these deposits because I think something like 90% of the Silicon Bank deposits were like uninsured because they were taking on a lot of like high value clients. Mm. Uh, this is what I think has spread a lot of maybe rally in Bitcoin, uh, because we saw Bitcoin hit a nine month high in amongst all the turmoil, uh, highest price in June rising above 26,000. Um, I guess a lot of people are wondering, is this where Bitcoin shines? Because, you know, Bitcoin was born out of, you know, the great financial crisis and, it was no mistake that uh, the, the first block was created with um, a headline relating to banking failure in the market.
0: Yeah, as I get up my screen here, it's um, uh, Nick. The people might remember. Yeah, Bitcoin was born with out of this, rose from essentially the ashes of the financial crisis. People sort of like to refer it to, and this is a the headline there on the the uh, newspaper there, which was coded into the very first block, as you said, in, in Bitcoin and. It was almost like, yeah, taking us back down towards, you know, that global financial crisis, the events from, from the weekend, uh, were really, you know, the, the government's stepping in to backstop and, you know, almost, you know, ensure, bring confidence back into the public about their confidence in the banking system. Um, it more or less brought people back to mm. realizing or helping people realize, you know, the value of, of Bitcoin is sort of this this sort of diversion or, or a store of value, you know, type of non-state currency that isn't really tied to, you know, the modern day fiat system and the modern day banking system. So it, it is definitely a reason, in, in my opinion, why we've seen the prices really rally in recent days and to nine months highs, in fact.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a really fascinating case because although I think it wasn't classified as a bailout, technically, there was sort of tricky wording and saying that the taxpayer isn't going to be held accountable um, to pay for these uh, backstopping um, for, for these banks. But I'm not sure if you feel a similar way that it's an insight into what will happen potentially if we see any more failures in in the banking system like we did see all those years ago and in that case i think bitcoin will definitely thrive in an environment where um governments have to step in to bail out more more banks and more financial institutions um not sure if you've seen credit credit Suze like susie a lot of these other massive financial institutions potentially being unstable so i'm not sure your outlook for what's your outlook for the next uh, year or so yeah,
0: it's definitely, you know, they've, I think they've eased allayed sort of fears at the moment, the US authorities, but you know, there continues to be, you know, some, some nerves around, you know, the solvency of some probably more me- medium tier, um, sort of US banks, um, and then also some international ones. So as you said, yeah, credit, uh, credit Swiss is one of them for sure. And that's like a, I think it's like a 45th sort of rank in the world as in terms of the biggest bank, even after you know hemorrhaging sort of value in the past decade or so um yeah just the more that this continues to happen if there are more collapses where they're backstopped by that relevant countries you know authorities central bank or treasury you know the more it will just continue to like legitimize bitcoin which you know day after day you know continues to just you know add new blocks to its blockchain and continues to just function uh, as as per normal as it has the past you know fourteen years or so.
1: Yeah, it's a interesting case study. I know I saw a few interesting tweets that that were alluding to finally we may be seeing Bitcoin get to uh, live through or have a prime case of its use case. You know of of being such a stable uh, guess alternative asset amongst a lot of these fiat tied uh, global assets. So interesting to see if that holds up. I'm kind of in the same vein as you that I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Bitcoin can, you know, continue to go strength to strength in this environment. Um, and if anybody who wanted to read Matt's full report, head to the collective shift uh, website at collectiveshift.io. Uh, as this post, you know, was recently published on the platform and it's the type of example um, of content that we produce to help our um, valued members save time and make more informed decisions. So again, to read the full report, head over to Collective Shift and sign up to one of our membership offerings.